Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg, Meg Brunson. Hey there, welcome to episode number 124 of the Familypreneur podcast. Today, we're joined by a nationwide startup venture mentor whose humor and personal experiences have led her to two TEDx talks. She's been named to the Phoenix Business Journal's 40 Under 40, Class of 2017, and she's one of the nation's premier consultants. She's developed a backbone of success method that helps female leaders to up-level their business and mindset. She's a speaker founder of Hashtag I Start First, Amazon bestselling author, Boss Babes, and millennial success coach, Olenka Cullinan. Hi, Olenka. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so awesome. I'm very excited to be a part of this. Me too. And I'm excited because you are local to me here in Phoenix, but we haven't actually met in person yet, though I'm sure it's coming soon. Absolutely. Yes, we're definitely overdue. Right. So I would love to just start with a little bit of your background. So when did you start your first business and was it at all influenced by your parents? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I definitely credit a lot of my business skills and my sense to my, well, I mean, both of my parents, but especially my mother, she was a diehard entrepreneur, you know, lived on a limb and uh, built and ran her company for 37 years. So my first experience in entrepreneurship was working with my mom and she would never admit that, but she actually paid for a tutor for me to speak English. So by the time I was 14, I was working with her translating and interpreting. And I honestly took it for granted for the longest time because I thought every teenager lived like that. You know, I would go into rooms with my mom and negotiate and sign million dollar contracts and didn't think anything of it. That's so awesome. So you're, can you say, and what did your mom do? Was she in real estate? Is that what you said? Uh, no, my mother built a winemaking company and ran it for 37 years. Oh, awesome. So what did your dad do? My dad was a complete opposite. So I definitely got to see uh, the best of both worlds because my dad was a government official and he was very, you know, conservative, very much by the book. So yeah, I definitely saw both sides, one very conservative, very corporate, very by the book. And then my mom always, you know, making things happen and doing things very quickly and being super nimble. Did you ever think about going the corporate route or were you always pretty set in your entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah, I mean, uh, my brother and I made a pact that we would not take over her business and we were so sick and tired of entrepreneurship, uh, you know, so I actually became a teacher first 
And, um, but it was definitely a big, a big drive for being a teacher too, was the fact that I loved the work hours and I was still running my own classroom essentially. So no, I actually only worked in corporate environment for exactly one week after college. And, uh, at the end of five days, I realized this will never be for me. This could not be me. And yeah, I successfully exited from that and never looked back. So what was the first business that you successfully launched? Uh, well, very first business was uh, being in education for about seven years. I realized that, you know, we, especially in high school and college environment, uh, kids are sort of in this holdover period where they're not really sure what they're passionate about. They fall into a lot of, you know, learning, but they also learn very much math and science and all the subjects, but they don't really have life skills. And a lot of them kept asking me, you know, how did you do that? How did you move from, from another country and with not a lot of money and no family support and build what you build? And when I started thinking about it, I realized how many life skills I learned from my mother and her entrepreneur friends. And I essentially created, you know, my first company was called Rising Tycoons. And we created a business for teens to be inspired to launch their ideas, make them marketable and pitch them in an investment, you know, to investment panels, very much like miniature version of Shark Tank. And that, you know, that definitely showed me how much it was needed because we were able to affect so many students all across the country. We launched the company in the Philippines and India. And I saw right away that, you know, while I was inspiring all these teens and young entrepreneurs, I also realized how much I missed that myself. I missed that entrepreneurial environment. And that's when I knew I am definitely getting back into it. So what did that transition look like? Uh, I essentially worked for about four years building the business and still teaching for a community college here locally for Gateway Community College. And then at the end of about four years, I, um, you know, took a leap of faith and jumped off the cliff like every entrepreneur does and said, I decided to go on my own and honestly never really planned to build the company per se. I just wanted to speak and inspire more teachers to teach, you know, this entrepreneurial mindset and skills and kids to be inspired um, to live their lives differently. But then in the process, everybody, and I started speaking, going to schools, speaking organizations, and then everybody kept asking, well, what else do you have? And so we built Rising Tycoons Academy, which later trend, you know, translated into affecting over, essentially over 3,500 kids. Altogether, we ran about 10,000 kids from my program. That's awesome. Now, do you, while we're on that topic, before we dive deeper into your story, and, and where you went from there. Do you have any tips for parents who have teens who are going through that process? Like, what are your top three tips? Yeah, absolutely. Give them as many. Well, first of all, give them a mentor as early on as you can. And no, it cannot be you. It cannot be anybody in your family. Because as we all know, teens very much, you know, in those years, diverge attention elsewhere. And they would listen to anybody else but their parents, which is completely normal. It's just part of the development process. So you need to find them a mentor outside of your circle. And that will do wonders for the kids. Even if you're not interested, per se, in entrepreneurship, just having a mentor in the area that they're excited about is going to do so much for them. Another thing uh, is definitely allowing them to experience various things. Uh, because I feel that sometimes in high school, it's so regimented. You know, they obviously already fall into certain sports and certain things they're 
passionate about, but still kind of push them a little bit outside of their box and allow them to experience things that maybe they don't normally do. And uh, also uh, definitely get them some kind of financial education. I mean, these kids that even, you know, college level, they're so, so bad about finances. They don't understand them. And I'm not saying they have to run, you know, write business plans in five-year pro forma, but I'm just saying they definitely need to know what credit card is, how it works, how debit cards work, and all those fun things. I mean, those are basics that they need to know for sure. Great advice. And I love the... I love the first thing, getting a mentor. I feel like that's something that a lot of people probably overlook. Yes. So where yes. where would somebody start looking for a mentor for their child? I mean, if you work for a corporation, I guarantee you, you have gazillion people there who you can reach out to. If you run your own business, you probably have entrepreneur friends who, um, you know, can talk to your kids and it doesn't mean anything heavy. It doesn't have to be anything overwhelming. It could be something like a lunch once every three months or, you know, occasional phone call or whatever, you know, Zoom call, whatever it is. You know, my daughter is eight and she has a mentor and it works just fine. She's mentored by one of my friends who is an amazing entrepreneur. And so about every three months or so, they go out on a date And besides, you know, doing the girly things, they also talk about her aspirations and crazy ideas she has and everything like that. So it's never too young and it's never too early. And I wonder if you could hook up with somebody who has like a child of the same age and do like a kid swap. You know how like you do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love this idea. Kid swap is great. So then you could just swap kids and have that mentoring experience with each other's children. It's a mutually beneficial process. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, like, yes, play dates are great, but also, you know, you can do absolutely that. It's, you know, business dates. I love that. I think that that's going to be something that we definitely try to, it's going to be, it might be hard with four kids. I've got four. So trying to juggle all those mentors is going to be a part-time job, but it sounds like a great idea. So I really, well, they can all have one mentor. They can just meet with them at different times. So they still get one-on-one attention, you know, and it doesn't have to be anything long. A 30 minute conversation is more than plenty. Yeah. And I remember for me, when I was in college, I did big brother, big sister. So it's got to be a similar concept. Yeah, it is. It is. And I mean, it's a lot more casual, obviously, if it's just, you know, on a casual side, but there are, trust me, like working with rising tycoons, I realized that there are way more people, adults out there who are willing to work with kids than we ever had kids. We never had shortage of adults willing to jump in and help. So it's just reaching out to them. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I, of course, agree with finances. That's another big one that we're really trying to push on our kids. Now, when did I start first really start to gain momentum? Yeah. So, right. uh, So, yes, I start first was this like very, uh, you know, sort of organic transition, like everything else in my life. It just seems to unfold. And uh, when I was still running Rising Tycoons, I got invited into a project, which was my first book called Passionistas, Tips, Tales and Twittables for Women Pursuing Their Dreams. And in the process, it was 38 millennial women. We all came together and co-wrote a book where each of us wrote a chapter about, you know, running our businesses or building our business careers. And I realized even for Rising Tycoons that we didn't have girls. Like our first two cohorts had no girls. And I was like, you know, appalled pretty much that we didn't have more girls wanting to be leaders and learning about entrepreneurship. So in the process with Passionistas, I started having more and more people reaching out to me saying, can you work with our girls? Can you come speak? And I started speaking at a lot more women conferences. 
And obviously from being in the business environment for this long, I saw how very heavy male-dominated business arena is. I mean, most rooms are 80-20 ratio. Sometimes it's 90-10. And I just, you know, thought about it. What am I going to do with this kind of layout? I wasn't happy about it. And I kept talking to my friends until one of them actually said, well, what are you going to do about this? And I told him, I said, you know, true story. I never really worked with women. I grew up with a brother who is seven and a half years older. And um, I was surrounded by males most of my life because of my career. He said, well, aren't you a girl? (laughs) And that's how the whole thing got started because he said, don't you always start? And I said, you know what? I do start first. And literally in a coffee shop two years ago, the idea was born and I started using that hashtag while I was going to speak. I started using the hashtag I start first and women started reaching out asking, what is this all about? And I said, well, really nothing. (laughs) I've just created awareness for more women. And from that awareness, we later launched into boot camps and now I start first summits. Awesome. So it's all woman focused, all about empowering other women. Yes, 100% women, no boys allowed. Uh, I mean, I do get sometimes questions and people saying, you know, why wouldn't you allow men in boot camps and why couldn't they be in the events? I mean, it's to the point where all my events are women run, women vendors, women supported. So it's all 100% about women. And I, I mean, I understand it's all about diversity and inclusion and I support it wholeheartedly, but I do believe that we have plenty of organizations that are co-ed and male focused and we don't have enough still that are women focused. So I stand firmly by my belief that it needs to be women only. Well, and I love that. So now your daughter is eight. Is she, has she started tinkering in any entrepreneurial ventures? Yeah, she, I mean, I'm definitely raising her with entrepreneurial skills as much as I can. Like I said, with having a mentor, with having certain, you know, ways to kind of foster that entrepreneurial spirit in terms of money. She has her own bank account. She's had it since she's six and all the money she gets. That's a tip for parents. If anybody wants to implement it, works magic. She gets to put 50% in her account and 50% to spend on whatever she wants. And uh, to be honest, it, it is a little bit, perplexing at the beginning where you know you tell them you can spend on whatever you want and you think they're all gonna go ahead and spend it in candy and they will you know she's done it a couple times but now she really truly figured out the value she also figured out the fact that if you save it a few times you can buy way bigger toy you know device gadgets so she's definitely starting to become aware of value of money and what happens when you you know hold your desire and it's not immediate gratification. So it's really awesome to see. And she has a pride in her, you know, having her own bank account and going into the bank and depositing her checks or cash, whatever she has. So it's definitely an experience. And then one thing, uh, I mean, yeah, she's uh, run a business. So she had um, business experience in her school where they ran a restaurant and she came home very proud. She said, mom, of course I was a manager. (laughs) And I said, of course you were. Uh, Whose daughter are you? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so she, uh, they created Mexican restaurant and she was very excited. They had to write business plan and presented. She also just got voted vice president of her class and she had to present a speech. So I was excited about that. But uh, one thing I do that I highly, highly recommend to a lot of parents. So Friday nights, uh, we have a tradition of, we call them dollar dinners. 
So it is a, basically a regular dinner, but you get to present your idea. So for a week, you think of an idea you would like to potentially turn into business and we pitch each other and then we both decide whose idea was better and that person gets a dollar. So she either gives me a dollar from her piggy bank or I give her a dollar to add and we treat it very fair and square. And honestly, she's been really, really good at recognizing now because we've been doing it for a while that genuinely, yes, my idea was better or her idea was better. It's no longer more of, you know, I really want to win. So help me win. It's truly like I see the benefits you're trying to create. So I do think your business idea is better. And it's definitely fostering a lot of thinking in her. So do any of those businesses, are you are you making any of those dreams come true or are you just kind of brainstorming having Not yet. Right now, I just want her to get to the, you know, get through the thinking process and, you know, get her to really experiment with things she wants. I mean, she loves tinkering with, uh, she's very much like STEM driven, math driven. She loves tinkering with toys and robots and stuff like that. So at, at this point, I'm just allowing her to experience as many things as she wants to. And if she's ever ready and says, you know, I want to try something out in terms of business, I would obviously support her, but I want it to come from her very much so. Awesome. I'm also curious, you've been an entrepreneur the whole time you've been a parent, correct? Yes, ma'am. So how has balance, I'm using air quotes, (laughs) how has balance looked and how has it changed through the years? Do you have advice for parents on the different stages, zero to eight? (laughs) Yes. Definitely do. And definitely lots of guilt used to be there. Uh, Not anymore. I've grown myself as a mom, I think as a parent a lot with her. I definitely I mean, I grew up with a mother who was entrepreneur. So I have very vivid memories of her working 80 hours a week. And it was also normal to me. However, it also for, uh, you know, fostered my thinking that I didn't want to do that. And so I was, um, Actually, I was not an entrepreneur her first four years. I became an entrepreneur when she was three and a half, really four, like fully. And so the balance was there at the beginning because I was very privileged to stay home with her for the first four months, almost six months actually, because I planned my teaching. So it like fell into the summer vacation also. But then in terms of being an entrepreneur, I can tell you I'm doing a much better job now than I was doing before. Because at some point, I realized that, yes, I needed to take weekends off. I needed to not work around her because I felt that I was losing that connection with her that I lost with my mom, to be honest, for a little bit. And I, knowing all those things and remembering those feelings when I was little and, you know, holidays came around and I didn't spend as much time with her as I wanted to, I made a conscious decision that I will truly build my schedule as much as I possibly can around her. But I'm also very honest with her. So I have, if I have, you know, a deadline or a hot project that needed to be done, I'm very upfront with her. And I will tell her, you, you know, like this weekend, I need to get through things. So we need to figure out a few time, like few hours where we'll have quality time. And after that, you need to be on your own. And she's very, very good at that. She really appreciates that honesty. But then I also have times when I say, you know what, I'm going to put away my phone, my computer, and I'm all yours, and we do whatever you pick to do. So I think that balance comes from really recognizing and allowing her to sort of see that, yes, it does take hard work. You know, the upside to that is we have times when on a Friday, we can go and do something, or we can go have breakfast before school, which most kids don't get to do. So I definitely want to show her as much as possible 
the upside of entrepreneurship. And I think if you drive with that, the balance will come easier. Awesome. Well, thank you. And yeah, I don't know what a Sparkle Tribe is. So I'd love for you yeah. to tell me what the Sparkle Tribe is. Oh, well, Sparkle Tribe actually is, I start first women uh, because we have a closed Facebook group, you know, and once they go for the boot camps, because boot camps are online and they don't really get to see each other in person, they do have, you know, Zoom calls with me every week for an hour in the process of bootcamp. So we get to see each other's faces and talk to each other. And so after that, we all hang out in that, you know, space of I Start First Tribe on Facebook. And they called themselves the Sparkle Tribe, actually. Oh, okay. That's how they, the nickname was born because after the first bootcamp, one of the girls made um, a comment, a public sort of testimony comment where she said, being in a bootcamp felt like sitting around the fire and watching the sparkles go up and we are the sparkles. And so they nicknamed themselves the Sparkle Tribe. And so now it sort of became this whole movement of everything we do is covered with sparkles and glitter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Tell me, just tell me a little bit more about the business, about how women who are listening can get involved and the things that you offer and the way you serve. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, the way I serve is obviously if I can add any value, all my social media is under my name. You can reach out to me and I'm more than happy to answer questions to, you know, suggest if you need introductions to people. But in specifically through my business, I have 30 day boot camps. They run every other month. And um, it is a 30-day online. You can take it anywhere in the country or in the world. And you participate by creating a 30-day goal. And the reason was I felt that if we as women can do dieting boot camps and fitness boot camps, why would not have a boot camp for business and mindset? And that's how it came to be. So you create the same way. You create a goal for 30 days and you run to crush and surpass that goal essentially with my guidance and the guidance of, you know, camaraderie and accountability of 20 other women in the group. Uh, the groups are limited at 20 because like I said, every Sunday they have a call with me or, or facilitator who goes over their goals, their progress. We answer questions, we get through things. And then they have opportunity to be in the tribe on Facebook where they get to ask more questions. We do mini challenges, Facebook live and all that. And actually any woman can be a part of the group in Facebook. It's not limited to just boss babes. I mean, just the I start first boot camps. It's just, I start first tribe. That's, I believe that's what it's called on Facebook. And then we also twice a year, I run, I start first summits, which is a big one day conference where we have all kinds of different speakers running workshops. It's ability to meet the rest of the tribe, to meet some new incredible women. And it's all under istartfirst.com or my name, olinkacullinan.com. Like I said, if you put my name, you'll see everything. <laughs> all my social media on my website, you pretty much see everything I do. So any questions, any value I can add, I'm always there to inspire more women. I feel like that's a total perk. You have a very unique name. So I'm, I, I imagine there's not a lot of Olenka Cullinans out there. No, no, and definitely not a lot of Olenkas even. You know, most people don't even say my last name at this point because, you know, I'm, my name is so unique. Right, you know? it's like Cher, Madonna. Oh. Yes, I know. I, we do have that joke. I always say, you know, it's Olenka like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> so I always ask my guests what their number one piece of advice would be for a parent entrepreneur raising a kidpreneur. I would say, let them see as much into your business as possible, meaning invite them, discuss things with them, really make it a family affair. Because I will tell you, 
you know, testifying for my mom who did that with me and brought me to the factory. I grew up at the factory and doing it now with my daughter. I share failures with her. I explain things to her when something goes wrong, what it means. I celebrate things with her. I mean, even if they're young, I mean, it seems like they may not understand everything, but you will be surprised because that entrepreneurial bug that you are putting in them and sharing your experiences. I think a lot of times we sugarcoat things from our kids so well. The more experiences you share, the more truth they see about entrepreneurship, the better perspective they're going to get. It's really, honestly, that and mentorship are my two two biggest you know, supporting factors for parent entrepreneurs. If you do it with them, and if you bring them mentors early on, you'll be blown away how it changes your kids' lives. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, and did you drop your website link? Where can people find you on the web? Is it olenkatalanen.com? Olenkatalanen.com. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So I will, I'll link to that and your social media stuff all in the show notes so that people can get there super easily. But I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I know you're super busy and it was tough to get even the interview schedule. So I'm so happy that it happened. Yes, no, me too. Thank you so much, Meg, for having me. It's been awesome. And I'm super excited about more parents raising kidpreneurs. Thank you. You'll find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash 124. I'm curious, have you joined our group yet? If so, make sure you hop in there and give us your thoughts on this week's episode. And if not, what are you waiting for? It is free to join. Head over to familypreneurcommunity.com. There are a couple of questions you have to answer, but we'll let you in. I do hope you'll consider joining us on Friday for my family reflections and then back here on Monday for another exciting Marketing Monday episode. We are focused on our business pages and on Monday, we're going to talk about the tabs. So all of those little menu items on the left-hand side of your page, optimizing those to really work for your business. And then, of course, we'll be back next Wednesday for our midweek mastermind. Until then, have a great night, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. It only takes a moment, and let's be honest, it helps other parent entrepreneurs know how amazing this podcast really is. 